Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur podcast and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to this week's edition for the Property Solopreneur. And this week, I'm I'm really thinking and, and talking about HMOs because they're really in my mind at the moment because utility bills going through the roof, aren't they? We're seeing the news about how quickly energy companies are going to the wall and how the bills are going up. And I've got all-inclusive HMOs, so it's really going to hit my bottom line. But having said that, am I glad I've got them? Oh, yes. Yes. Love my student-lets. They're great for cash flow. They're a really important part of a portfolio because they generate large sums quickly, which I can use in other directions. They're also very good at turning my hair grey, but I'm sure that's not the, you know, the most important part of it, really. But I also believe that I'm doing something really important for society, having HMOs. They've always been around in some form or another. And I suspect if we could go back to sort of ancient Egypt or something like that, we'd find they had some because they really do fulfil an important social role. You know, that little bit of life between leaving home and buying your first forever home. You know, you need somewhere to live. And not all of us are lucky enough to have friends who can have lodges at a reasonable price or even want you to go and stay with them. So HMOs are really, really good for all sorts of different sectors. Um, very flexible. Now, from the tenant's point of view, what could be better? You can move in and move out. And definitely, I don't know about you, but talking to the younger generation, this is something they really like and want, being able to move in and out. They like being able to live out of a suitcase because everything is provided. All they've got to do is arrive with their clothes. And, you know, clothes in a social media society is terribly important. And they also enjoy the all-inclusiveness of it. And that's where my HMOs come into it. And the reason they like it is because when they've paid their rent, everything else left is for them to play with. You know, that is their money. They can do with it as they wish. And that is very appealing to them. Of course, it's not so appealing to me at the moment because I'm paying the bills. But never mind. It could be worse as far as I'm concerned. There are lots of other things that affect me constantly in property, which are just as annoying. It's just, that, you know, with utility bills, it's just a bit more in your face. Now, if you are only in for HMOs to make so much money that you can finance something else, you're going to find this a lot more painful than me because 
Mine are set up to roll, as I say, year on year. And I've got a really, really good cushion between the amount that I have to pay out and the amount that I'm getting in. So it, I've got to go a long way before this becomes a real crisis for me. But I think that we need to look very long and hard at what we're doing. So I know we're not a charity, we're all businesses. So we've got to make sure that we keep up on the rules and regulations and that we make sure that this isn't going to affect us long term. But do you know, things change. That is really important. We're busy bees. Property people are always doing something. And most of us, hand on heart, if we were to look back on last year, we would have seen this crisis coming. But we we didn't, most of us, because we were busy bees. As I say, we were doing other things. We had COVID on our minds. We had all sorts of, you know, we couldn't evict people. All this sort of stuff was going on and on. And we just took our eye off the ball. But that's what doing property is all about, isn't it? Because we all get different things out of it. And for some of you, renting out is the necessary evil because you prefer the chase of finding something new and exciting. And there's the other people who love the renting out and the tenant side of it. And finding it is, an, is the necessary evil. That's why they use sourcing agents. So we're all in this together in a slightly different way. And the government is very well aware that we are making lots of money in our HMO areas. And I think, funnily enough, the more we start talking about it, the more they'll realise that some people are making very large profits. And don't forget, government is very much influenced by lobbyists who hear the horror stories. So it won't be long, I don't think, before they start to hear about tenants who have no heating and tenants who find that there are major problems with hot water and things like that, purely because some landlords have not been able to pay the bills or it's all going wrong. I'm afraid that's life, isn't it? Because there are so many people renting out and so many people being tenants. There's bound to be some nightmare stories coming out. And legislation is written and introduced to stop the cowboys and the greed, because there always will be. Or, slightly more cynically, to get a cut of our profits, because they need our taxes to deliver their election pledges. Well, that's understandable. Um, we've got it's a cost of doing business and we've got to, to work our way around it. We've got to be more aware of what we're doing. And so the upshot is there'll always be something new to adhere to to create a wobble in our profits. And why does this happen? Well, a few weeks ago on Insta, I posted a photo of a notice framed beside a boiler I saw in an HMO. It was an all-inclusive rent, and the sign said that heat was only provided between six and eight in the morning, twelve and two at midday, and six at nine in the evening. The real crunch was the fact that the next line said any attempt for extra heat would result in eviction. Now, the landlord was a very, very successful tradesman, and I've met him because he was doing some work for me. And he was buying up properties as if they were going out of fashion to rent them out in a variety of different ways to park the money that to bring in a bigger return than he'd get if he put the money in the bank. And he was earning very good sums. And the reason why he was now renting out properties and buying properties was that he could see through the work he was doing with investors like me just how much money we were making. That's the only bit of being a landlord that he was remotely interested in, the making the money. He wasn't interested or even bothered by any other thing. No rules and regulations. I mean, how hard can it be to let out a, an HMO? In fact, employed a lot of the people who lived in his HMOs or in HMOs very near him. And his viewpoint was they were jolly lucky. Jolly lucky to have a roof over their heads, jolly lucky to have a bed and heating when he provided it. And really, they didn't need anything else. 
Um, and he had no truck with any discussion about the fact that, you know, you've heard it that you shouldn't go to advertise or have a, an all-inclusive buffet and then be told you can't eat the prawns. No, he wasn't having any of that. You got what he said you were going to get. Now, he'd been through absolutely every letting agent in town, you know, specialists or plain single let operators, because his answer was, why on earth can't they fill these properties? It can't be very difficult. They're all inept. All you have to do is put an advertisement on the web or or in a paper and people will come. And he couldn't understand that. Actually, they took one look at it. (laughs) Most were put off by that sign I just talked about. Now, It's great shame because he had some really, really nice properties, but he couldn't see the wood for the trees and he just couldn't get them filled. And when I last heard, he was having visits from the council. He had popped up on their radar, would you believe? And they were slowly working through his portfolio like a dose of salts to find out if he caused a problem in one area, he'd probably broken a rule in another. And so with all these rules and regulations, and actually he did tell everybody about these problems, you know, people said, Is it worth it when I was saying I was just about to buy some more? Well, I think, of course, it is worth it. Why let rules and regulations put you off? And why put let the fact that utility bills are going up put you off? There are ways around it. And it's up to you as the owner of the landlord to work all these things out. It's part of that rich cycle of property, isn't it? That bad landlord, he might well sell up. Well, that's a fantastic opportunity for someone else to run that properly to make sure that it really works for them. Because undoubtedly, that was a great building. I mean, it just oozed charm. And it said, rent me out properly and I'll make you a serious profit. So, you know, now is the time to hunt out those landlords who are tired and very worried about having bills they can't pay. So for some people, this is a golden opportunity. And I do very firmly believe that the rules and regulations are there to protect both sides of the parties. You know, it's chaos and anarchy any other way. Now, I'm not a hands-on landlord. I'm really not interested. And those of you who know me know that. I delegate all my HMOs out to agencies and mine are all student lets. I know I probably do get a slightly lower return, but it suits me. I now get the occasional odd down again because they're minimos and sometimes they don't, they're not full for the whole year. You get a student who's there for half the year because they're in overseas or something. But again, you know, it makes me a hearty profit and I'm earning more that way than doing it myself because I can go and do something with my time on my own, making more money in a different part of my portfolio. And that brings me back to my utility bills. Yes, mine are all inclusive. I know the bills are going up. I've done the sums so. And my costs were going up, my profits were going down, but I'm still making a fabulous profit with minimum effort. That's what I like, minimum effort. Do I need to keep an eye on it? Yes, I do. And my agents are all talking to the tenants they manage about this problem. They're not just sitting back and doing nothing about it. That's the great thing. I can do something about it. I'll come on to that in a second. But it's the response of the agents that I found most interesting. They're talking to the tenants. Now, as I said, student lets. Well, my students are all the under 30s. They're really aware of climate change. They're really aware of carbon footprints and a huge collection of things that I know very little about. So they don't view the all-inclusive bills a problem to either them or me. What they view as a problem is using too much heating because it's bad for the planet. So apart from one 
tenant who seems to think it's absolutely essential to keep her uh, environment at a steady 24 degrees. The others have all started to keep the windows shut when they need to and the heating off when they don't need it and, you know, all that kind of stuff and are keeping their bills down, which I'm going to pay, of their own accord. And that is fantastic. It's both sides of the story talking to each other. I, on the other hand, know that I have got to pay those bills until the end of this particular year of tenancies. But in some cases, I may well be using you know, a company that will deal with my tenants directly and they'll be responsible. But it won't always work. I can see it would be great for students who move in and out of a, as a bunch. But not all my houses are as a bunch. And so I'm not quite sure how that's going to work for a moving group of strangers. But hey-ho, this is property. Things change. It's all about going with the flow and working out what's going to work for you now. And I think that's really important. HMOs are wonderful things for both the landlord and the tenant. Enjoy and invest in your business and keep current. So you know, I've got to just go and find something, some other way of working with another utility company that I haven't found yet. Well, that's no different from what you always have to do in property, isn't it? You have to go and find something new. I've got to pivot and change my system for a few of them. Yeah, again, not a problem. I'm in business. That's what you're expected to do. And I've got to find my way out of the current rules and expected legislation because I suspect there will be more rules and regulations about heating and all the rest of it. Or certainly there will be about keeping everyone warm and with hot water. It's bound to happen. And I think that if you are too, uh, if you're getting to set up an HMO and you're being affected by the barrage of bad news from the media, just stand back. Honestly, don't go with the crowd. Stand back from all that shoutiness on the news and do your figures. That's what's going to tell you whether or not this is a good thing to be in. Go and do the figures, work out how much it really is going to cost you. And I have done the figures on mine. Yes, I'm going to take a hit, but not as badly as I'm being told I'm going to on the news. So I'm feeling a lot happier about it. Can you tell? I'm, I'm actually not as dog in the manger as I could be. So find a way of turning off that chatter do your figures, know what you're letting yourself in for, and then find a group near you of like-minded HMO owners to keep you grounded. If you haven't done this for long, listen to them. What are they saying? How are they affected? Because some of them are just going to go, yeah, this year I won't have as much profit as last year, but I may have more profit than a year before. It's a big cycle. So don't let the utility crisis at the moment put you off buying HMOs or running HMOs if you're doing rent to rent. You've just got to work your way around this blip. And that's fantastic. If you do all of that and you absolutely make sure that you know your figures and you're happy with how you're running it, then you're going to be a wildly successful and profitable property solopreneur, whatever the market throws at you. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.